welcome to Pitch Session. That's Pitch with a P. I'm Kirsten. And I'm Andrew. And we this week. a national champion, Kier. We have a national champion, and we are so excited. Later this episode, we're going to be joined by several national champions. Several. We got we got several of our UNC Tar Heel players, and we got Aaron Matson, and we got a Tar Heel who won the bracket. Well, hang on. Oh, right. Didn't win the bracket. Came in second. Because the winner of the bracket wasn't eligible for the five-minute award because the winner of the bracket was me. And the winner of the bracket gets an infinite amount of time on this pod to his heart. I have some things I want to talk about. I I want my five minutes because there's a lot of things I want to talk about. Oh, God, help us. I have a lot of issues with plot points in both Paw Patrol and Peppa Pig. No, you gotta you gotta start another podcast for that, Andrew. We don't we don't have any There's time for that. Major plot errors in each of the series. We, we got and three they, they interviews this over week. them in every episode. We got three interviews this week. We got a breakdown national right, championship. Right. We'll, You're gonna we'll have save, to save okay. that. I'll, I'll save it for the off season. Save it for the off season. I don't have time for that right now. All right, let's talk right. about the game. Let's North talk Carolina, about the game. Uh, we'll talk about Friday real quick first. Uh, North Carolina beat Virginia in the first semifinal and Northwestern edge Duke. Uh, and they advanced to play each other Sunday in uh, one of the best games probably ever. Uh, Carolina defeating Northwestern 2-1 to one in the shootouts. Uh, it was scoreless at halftime. North Carolina, first goal, uh, Charlie Bruder made it one nothing before Northwestern equalized, and that's where it stood through two overtimes uh, where they played with only one ball, unfortunately, and then into the penalty shootout, which was a classic in of itself. Mm. This was, as much as we've complained about overtime this whole season, because there has been a lot of boring overtime. <laughs> This was the most exciting overtime of the year. And I would also say for like the last few years, the it was dramatic. It was exciting. And then the shootouts to see the 3,200 people of, you know, that were there to watch the game, to crowd around in standing room only the backside of that field to watch this. And it for, for it to end in such dramatic fashion was so incredibly exciting. And... I don't know. There were just many times in this game where I jumped out of my seat. There was a lot of screaming happening where, where I was watching it because we had the end. Was it? No, you didn't have the red zone. It was just one game. Just asking. No, no red zoning this weekend, but there were a couple highlights. So like, I mean, so much credit to both of these teams. Am I getting ahead of myself? No, the you got, that, that's the that's that's the lead is both goalkeepers were so good. And it's such a silly cliche to say, like, neither deserve to lose because this is this is grown up sports. There's a lot on the line. There's a winner and a loser. That's that's how it is. But neither of those goalkeepers, really neither of those teams, but especially the goalkeepers deserve to lose. But that's the national championship you want, right? Where you're just like, you yes. have no idea where it's going to go. People are making enormous like saves 
dramatic shots. Like there was a level of athleticism. And I, I also thought to myself, like this was grittier than the semis because there was like a different level of desperation where both of these teams wanted it so bad. So like, I don't think it had to necessarily the finesse of the semis or some of the games we saw leading up, but it added this element of just like, just like such competition. It was just so exciting. And so, yeah, it was incredible. Duke and Virginia are obviously great teams. They were in the top five for most of the year and deserve to be there. And it's by no means like a negative on them. They they are wildly talented and especially Duke, a couple things break a different way on Friday and they're in the championship game. Um, yeah. But North Carolina and Northwestern were the two best teams in the country all year. Um, and, and there was a separation between the two of them and everyone else. And I think you saw that on Sunday where both teams knew that they were going to get the best shot of anyone they've gotten all year. Um, and it and it went on for for two halves, two overtimes and a shootout. Oh, yeah. And I think the most exciting portion for me was just kind of when things sort of broke open in the second half and we had a goal and a response and then we go into the we go into overtime and you just assume UNC's awarded a stroke this is how it's going to end and then you have Annabelle Scooby coming up with a say like I was I was like okay well this is it because I mean honestly strokes are pretty much sure things and for Annabelle Scooby to make that save in that moment with that much pressure and all the game online was unbelievable and I think just kind of like like catapulted that game into like the next stratosphere because we were watching with some people who are not field hockey people and even like they're you're captivated because it's just a story about like good competition. And then on the on the reverse side, Northwestern had a two on one or two versus O, depending on how much credit you want to give the defender with three minutes left in the second overtime. Mm-hmm. And Maddie Kahn came all the way out of her cage, uh, almost out of the circle, it seemed like, to make what I think was the most dramatic save of the game, maybe less so than the stroke. But those two, they, you know, each goalie, I think that was their signature moment of the overtime uh, to send it into the shootouts. Absolutely. And I think from like a coaching perspective, both coaches, like when, when we saw corners, which uh, of which there were not many few, like really smart adjustments, um, it, it became kind of a tactical game in the, sh- in the uh, overtimes and the shootouts. And like, that was really exciting. So it just like top to bottom, incredible game. And I think, you know, UNC came out on top, but it was anybody's game. And I think the UNC team would probably be the first to give credit to this Northwestern group who, who just did such a, an amazing job. Um, it was awesome. And honestly, so that that game, I I will just say, so we're going to talk to a lot of Tar Heels today and and they get all the credit because, you know, they got the win. It was awesome. But I have to put it out there. Here is my hot take. I'm I'm manifesting and putting on the universe. Annabelle Scoobish needs to be considered as the national player of the year this year. Hands down. Uh, I also think that there was a case to be made that she was the most outstanding player of the final four. Um, I know that's 100%. never knocking against someone from the winning team, and that's just, I mean, that's how it is. But, I mean, my goodness, um, some of her saves. 
wild. In- incredible. Well, and I think if you just like look across, you know, because when you look at National Player of the Year, you have to look at the span of the whole season. And I think the members of the Midwest Committee and then the committee chairs that constitute the National Committee really have to consider that she is she is the top in national stats for goals against average, safe percentage, shootouts. She had 12 shootouts this year. And like for the they played 21 games this year. Uh I think that's right. Check my check my numbers on that, Andrew, but she had 12 shutouts and she only gave up 10 goals for the whole year. So well, yeah, I mean we we looked at that. I don't know if it was on the show or it was just you and me talking, but they allowed three goals once, I think two goals twice, and then never more than one. And and like obviously she has a really great defense surrounding her and they they do an excellent job of of making big plays and keeping the ball out of the circle, but she is the difference maker for that team. And there has never been a national player of the year since it's been it was started in 2010 there's never been a goalkeeper as a national player of the year and i think this year is the year that you get the strongest case for it and i don't see to me like there and here's one of the reasons that i think she stands out a lot is that unc who became the national champion and was really sort of like prolific on attack spread their goal scoring out across 11 people yeah, no, 14 different players on the UNC's registers offensive points. So, like, you don't have an Aaron Matson to say she is so dominant on attack. And Annabelle Scoobish is somebody who is an incredible difference maker on her team on defense and is an incredible example of goalkeeping and probably the best example that we've seen for a really long time. Not to say that all the goalkeepers are um, incredible, but I, I think she's special. So that's my, that's my plug for Scooby. I love it. I, I'm, I'm on team Kirsten for being on team Scooby. Yeah. I love it. It's a very meta situation. Very um, meta. Do you anything else you want to say about the game on Sunday before we start with our guests? I think they all all that needs to be said is I think at the end that we can lead into what's coming next is it all came down to the wire. We went through our first round of shootouts. Um, five after five players, each team were even, and we got into one to one. Maddie Khan made a huge save for the first round of uh, the second level of shootouts. And then Riley Heck put it away to, to give the Tar Heels national championship. So like what a way to end it came down to the wire, dramatic fashion. Full credit, full credit Riley Heck. She scored the first goal in the shootout and the last goal in the shootout. Um, that That is a pretty impressive and important time to go two for two. That is, you are right, Andrew. <laughs> pretty yeah. good time. No, but- Pretty good timing. I would say, I mean, you could go up and down both of these rosters and say there are a lot of players in these teams that are playmakers and made a big difference. Um, so it was just awesome. Woohoo! And I, I think another, another thing is, you know, the, and we talked about this with the uh, Carolina players, but the Junior World Cup begins uh, next week. And mm-hmm. I believe there are five Carolina players and three Northwestern players on the team and four from Virginia. I mean, the, 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 the roster of this U.S. junior national team mostly comprises of players from this Final Four. So it will be interesting to see them all come back together uh, when they fly down to Chi 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 this week. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wonder how much, if any, chatter about the game or games there will be 
Um, but speaking of games, we had a bracket spectacular, which was won by me. Um, and so I'll be talking about Paw Patrol later. But uh, we did have a winner. We had someone in second place who actually tied with you, Kirsten. Um, so thank you. you did quite I'm well. Glad I got also, I'm yes, glad I, got I was just out. one point ahead of you. Um, so thank you. All the credit to you as well, Kier. But we have a guest, do we not? We do. Let's let's get it started. All right. We are so excited to welcome to the podcast our pitch session bracket spectacular winner, Kaylin Fredericks. Welcome to the pod. Thank you. And I do have to shout out, I was a second place. We ought to give Andrew some kudos for I, actually taking the win on that. I, I did. I he was holding his tug. I could tell that he really needed <laughs> was, to make that correction. Um, this is one of the greatest accomplishments of my life. I've been called the Aaron Matson of field hockey pools. <laughs> Um, and, and I'm, I'm honored for that, but not only did you finish second, but you tied with Kirsten. So, uh, Kier, you were both losers compared to Andrew. (laughs) Well, yes, that's true, (laughs) but you, you guys should be very proud. And you actually tied with one other person, Allie, I'm going to guess it's X. I don't know. She lost out on the tiebreaker, which is why Caitlin is with us. Um, But all three of you had 52 points, which is a very good score. It's just that I had 53 points. Um, All four of us went 13 and four. Um, Mm. You guys got, I picked Cal, which I'm guessing all three, I know you didn't care. Y'all did not. And then I got a first round game that you guys did not. So that was worth one more point. And that was the difference. Wow. Razor uh, thin. Razor, razor thin. thin. I would say that the the pitch session bracket spectacular was spectacular. Absolutely. Without it a was. doubt. <laughs> okay. You guys are the pros. So I'm just honored to... Honored to be up there with you. I'll, I'll, as, I'll take as, it as a win. As you should have been. Go ahead, Kier. <laughs> well, I was going to say, Caitlin, nobody can see you, but if you would maybe want to describe what you're wearing to the audience. I will. Wait, we're I... not that kind of show, Kirsten. <laughs> yes, we are. Come on, Caitlin, tell us what you're wearing. <laughs> I am wearing my Carolina shirt, loud and proud, one of many that I've collected over the years uh, growing up in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Most of them that say national championship are basketball shirts, but, you know, UNC, uh, also known as University of National Champions, uh, we turn up a lot of big wins. Are they paying you? Did they pay you to be a part of the bracket spectacular? (laughs) <laughs> they are you not. a plant from the University of National Champions? Okay, you're not. Why? Tell us about your introduction. Your introduction to field hockey. Was it this year? So this is your first year? Um, pretty much. I mean, I went to East Chapel Hill High School, and field hockey's big in Chapel Hill, I would say. Um, and so I know our high school won the state championship probably three out of the four years I was there. And I had some friends that played. So I went to a few high school games, um, but I always played soccer and basketball and track. So I was, I was never in the field hockey world um, and reintroduced to it this year, listening to pitch session with a P uh, and, and following along. I've listened to every single episode. I'm one of your biggest fans. So haven't left my review yet. I'll have to 
go back. Well, we would have. You can do it now that you've been on. You you can say that the guest on this week's episode was especially good. Oh, definitely. Uh, Top that, that's what you should do. Um, so did you watch any field hockey or did you just follow along, you know, through every week and yeah, care some shoots the, and ladders? <laughs> the shoots and ladders were very helpful. Um, I definitely used you guys to to pick my bracket, but we watched a couple of games. Um, I think just Two weeks ago, maybe, uh, Kirsten and I raced in a local 10K, and she had a game playing on her phone while we got donuts afterwards. So <laughs> watch that one. Uh, we watched the the championship game with UNC and a couple others, too. So got to know. Uh, I think I saw a couple of Northwestern games. Uh, got familiar with some of the teams. Do you think overtime would be better with two balls? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Two balls seems... Maybe if it would spread people out, I I feel like it got gets a little bit crowded. Okay. Well, and as a swimmer, Caitlin, I mean, I am curious. Like, what are your big questions about field hockey? In your introduction to the sport, what made you go? What the heck is that? <laughs> I had a lot. Luckily, I know some <laughs> experts that were patient with me. Uh, I still don't understand like the five meter rule. And Can I tell you something about that? Yeah. No, nobody does. The umpires <laughs> just make it up. You just blow the whistle and you're, oh, okay. I'll back up some more. Like, okay. So don't worry about totally that. Totally arbitrary. Totally arbitrary. I just so. figured out watching the championship game that all of the corners come from it hitting a defender's foot. I always thought it was like a foul. Well, or, it's, it's, or it's really, like it's any part of their body. Okay. Other but than generally it's the foot. I'm I'm enjoying just sitting here listening to you two talk about fouls in the circle. <laughs> Some people call it the D, but we've established the D. We that's also not, that's call. not the kind of show this is. You just established. <laughs> we don't have we're that explicit have to, rating. We're gonna get the explicit yes. tag now. Yeah. Yeah. What else? Uh, I mean, I know you guys talk a lot about the corners and practicing for those. So my guess is that you know each team has some set plays. To an untrained eye, it kind of looks like they all do the same thing on every corner. Is there a lot of variety? I see how that those? is the case. Yeah, there, there is are... a lot of variety if you know what to look for. Okay. I'll have um, to watch closer. I, I think one of the things we learned on Sunday here is maybe less time on corners and more time on shootouts. Maybe. Um, because, you know, a shootout just determined the national champion. Although so I I'm just saying pretty good. But yes, Caitlin, there are many, many variations. I mean, one could possibly say an infinite number of variations. I would um, say that there are. And you want to know something crazy. You can actually take it from the other side of the goal. It just never happens. Which is one <laughs> is of my like favorite a right-handed, ones. left-handed thing. It's called an offside. We call it an offside corner and they insert it. So like usually they take it like if you're staring at the goal, they take it from the left. The offside ones, they insert it from the right. And oh, man. All hell breaks loose. Hey, it's chaos. Nobody knows what to do. No, which is why I think we need to do more of them. Like, let's throw some. I more couldn't chaos agree more. I'm a fan into of the them. corners. Love so, offside. I'm a fan, whether it's field hockey or just life in general. I'm all about team chaos. You know, I like to. Andrew uh, is a master of chaos. Yeah, but yeah. It's like so, throwing a second ball on the field. Well, <laughs> that's right. And then I also I've been pushing several <laughs> coaches. Um, so generally teams play with four defenders, 
um, sometimes three, but generally four. I have been pushing various coaches for almost 20 years now to play two in the back. And no one wants to listen to me, but I think that it would no be. No one's willing to like take that. No one is willing to do it. Risk. I feel like there was like one high school in Pennsylvania that did it that someone told me about. But I think the chaos would be amazing. Just I pushing the ball. I think it's time to just like, you need to like storyboard, like you need to test it out. Maybe it's time for us to start and coaching like a youth players. team. Let, let's coach like a youth team and just pat the two in the back. We, no, you know what? We should start a club. <laughs> yeah. We're going to be the new WC Eagles. Yes. Perfect. It's going to be pitched with we're gonna, We're going to dominate. Anyhow, <laughs> what else would you like to talk about, Caitlin? It can be not about field hockey. What are you doing for Thanksgiving? Uh, we are going to my husband's family's house in Ogdensburg, New York. And I hear that is beautiful this time of year. It is. We might All get some foliage. snow. Oh, good. No. Yeah, it's it's actually snow. a little late for foliage, I think, at oh, this okay. point. Is that near Brock? I'm a fan of snow. You it's like the same la- latitude, perhaps, mm, but farther across the state. Yeah, two hours north of Syracuse. Okay. Yeah, I have no interest in the snow. Um, did you spend a lot Andrew, of time as a child Andrew in the Dean Dome? Is, uh, <laughs> I did. You know, tickets were a little bit harder to come by. I've only been to a handful of the men's basketball games in the Dean Dome. I spent a lot of time in Carmichael, which is where the women's yeah. basketball team played. And I was actually, right? um, yeah, I was actually one of Hatchell's heels. Uh, Sylvia Hatchell, the long-term coach there. So got a lot of autographs from the team and got to go to like a clinic that they did. Uh, So went to a lot of the soccer games too. Uh, That's always been a big UNC sports fan. Carolina soccer, always pretty good. Yeah. Going back to the Mia Hamm era. Mm -hmm. Yep. And then she was coaching for them too, for a little bit. That's well, next cool. time the uh, the field hockey final four is in Chapel Hill, Caitlin, maybe you should come as our guest of honor. Oh, I think <laughs> I would love to go to a game. Looked like they had a pretty good venue for hosting. They said they had a sold out crowd. So yeah, that's that was that was about as good a venue. We talked about that with Aaron. Um, it, the field hockey final four is, is always played on this same weekend, and. There have been many Final Fours played in horrendously frigid temperatures, um, whether up in Michigan. Um, Louisville had a really cold one. Uh, the last one we had at Maryland, you know, so not that much further north, was just brutal. And so to have the, you know, the day that more eyes were turned to field hockey in this country than probably the last time the U.S. team played in the Olympics, I would say, is you know, and to have it played on that perfect fall day, 70, you know, 65 degrees, it, it just was so much more aesthetically pleasing. Um, that helped. I, I think that, that, that was a – if that had been – and I don't know what the weather was in Ann Arbor yesterday, and I'm not, like, trying to crush Ann Arbor, but, like, if it had been played somewhere yesterday where it was 18 like degrees – Like Storrs, Connecticut – like stores, Connecticut or Syracuse, <laughs> New York or whatever. I, I think it would have been, it just wouldn't have looked as good. So that was, that was cool too. Andrew's all about the aesthetic. 
I am. I'm a very. It did look like person. a nice day. It was it beautiful. Did. It well, did. Caitlin, you're you're a longtime listener of the podcast, so you know what questions are coming up next. Yes, I'm ready for them. Are you? You've thought this through. <laughs> I've been thinking about it since the first episode. <laughs> All right, go <laughs> for it, awesome. here. Okay, so what's your rule change, Caitlin? One rule change: your hockey's are. What's happening? What's happening to the hockey world when you're in charge? <laughs> So I want to see fewer players on the field. I grew up playing soccer. There's 11 players on the field, but I believe a soccer field is quite a bit bigger than a field hockey field. You are correct. And I like there to be some space. UNC had a couple of really nice like wall passes and, you know, slotting the ball through for people to run onto. And I just want there to be more space on the field have people a little bit more spread out. So I'm thinking like 8v8, um, nice. seven well, players on the field. It's very crowded in the circle. I like this 8v8. So there's uh, we got hockey fives is being is being played at the moment. I think on a bit – I don't know if it's the same well, pitch. Indoors, I, I'm so, butchering this. Well, indoors 6v6, right? Yes. Yes. Indoors oh played on I roughly should know that. I'm pretty sure. Size, uh, r- roughly. So, you know, that's about the same is, number of people on a basketball court. You've hit on a very deeper. interesting debate in the field hockey world, Caitlin, that this is something that has come up before. So hockey fives is something that's being worked out. And I think people have discussed, like, going down to nine. So I love it. Well, they've started a baseball fives, too. Do you know that? No. Is that, that on a smaller yeah. field? It is on a much, it's indoor. It's like, it's to, oh. it's very popular, believe it or not, in Scandinavia. That is very interesting. It's very strange, but that's a true story. <laughs> All right. And okay. Now you, you've been selected to participate in the normal person Olympics and you cannot pick swimming. So Caitlin swam in college, so she's not allowed to choose swimming, but field but hockey is on the table. You can choose field hockey. That's right. So don't offend anybody here, Caitlin. <laughs> You know what? I don't think I would choose field hockey. I don't think I'd be any good at it. And I know that's kind of the point of normal person Olympics. But it's um, your normal person Olympics. You don't have to. You get to pick. Don't let us pressure you. I think I'd have to choose a canoe sprint. Wow. So wow. I was, I've had a, the opportunity to, to be part of a paddling group when I was living in Canton, New York. And we actually paddled with like the national whitewater champion and, and some pretty uh, renowned paddlers. And I would hope these, so. I wouldn't want to do it canoes, with the runner up. <laughs> I had so much trouble just sitting in one without flipping it over. Like they are carbon fiber, super narrow, super speedy. If you like, I'm sorry, I'm just wrong, laughing. I'm imagining Andrew's fear and just you describing this scenario of like him in one of these. <laughs> Have I ever told you, Kirsten, about the time that I went on a little canoe into Mason Pond at, at George Mason? No. No, I have There's not. There's a picture need, of it. I need to get that picture, please. Oh, Caitlin, I love this. Wait, what do we do in, in con- sprint canoe? I'm Is guessing like we go fast. No, no, but like, are we lined up and we're going against each other? Or are we going for time? It's no, not it's, canoe jog. It's, usually it's canoe lined sprint. Up. I think they do like heats with multiple rounds. So then you have like the final heat and they like kneel in the canoe 
And so then it's a very full body motion, like hinging at the hips, and they just make it look so effortless, uh, even just going in a straight line, right? But there's like a 500 meter um, and some longer. So this is the one, too. I'm sorry, this is the one on like still water, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I think so white water is a little the, scary. Like, <laughs> a bit much. But so this I would is like as close like, as you can get to swimming. Well, I would be trying not to tip over and everyone else would just be like gliding quickly across the water. So I think it's one of those ones where you really need the normal person comparison to realize how impressive it is what they're doing. Because otherwise you, just, you think like, like oh yeah, upright. I can paddle a canoe. Amazing. I'm really enjoying this visual of like maybe the three of us attempting this together. Um, and how <laughs> yeah, I think it would they go. have different numbers of people for... Yeah, and you would have to ones. save me, obviously, once I hit the water, because as we've covered before, Kaylin's going to teach me to swim, so that's going to be our plan for next summer, but oh yeah, I can tell, <laughs> oh man, that's amazing, I absolutely love it, well, Kaylin, thank you so much for one, coming on the pod, and two, participating in the Bracket Spectacular, and three, for becoming a new fan of field hockey. It means a lot to us. And and of for course. being a delightful person. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you for having me and for teaching uh, me all about field hockey. I'm looking forward to continuing to listen. You guys are going to have to do something for like the Olympics coming up or something we to keep us entertained in the off season. We're, we're, we're working on an off season plan. So we, we're, we're currently gonna, develop, developing that. Yeah. We we've had, we've had very uh, in-depth meetings. We've gone to seminars. We brought on consultants, uh, a whole team of advisors. Um, so you're advised but, to listen because it's going to be, good. but we're, we're going to do something and we are going to do something for the Olympics too. Um, if people want to send us to Paris, we will report live. Um, that is, that is available as an option. Um, we're looking about for a high level sponsor. Yep. Yep. Yeah. If someone wants to give us 10 grand, we will go to Paris and report live. So we're, okay. we're manifesting that. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome, Kirsten. Great. Thank you, Kaylin. Well, <laughs> yeah, thank you. Bye. 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 Well, well, wasn't that Caitlin, wonderful? It was great. Caitlin is the newest uh field hockey super fan. Um, and 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 she and her performance in the bracket spectacular shows, you know, what, what there is to gain by listening to pitch session. I, I think that she is walking proof that we're, we're for the uh, discerning field hockey fan. That's right. Everybody who's listening, recruit a friend, bring them into the fold, introduce them to the greatest game in the world. They could win a bracket challenge. They could get five minutes of fame. And just as Caitlin also mentioned, leave a review. Leave a um, review. North or, or just the rating, just the rating is fine. Um, That's North Carolina won the national championship, Kirsten, but that was not the only uh, national championship hardware given out this weekend. And I know that you are so fond of Division Two and Division Three. So, uh, who won titles uh, there? Well, and I, I am a big fan, as you know, and I I do think it is. Um, 
it, it is it it's telling that our guest this week she would never admit it on on the pod but i'm going to give her some props that she was division three student athlete at saint lawrence university and she was a swimmer so she also is a student athlete and so i think this is the perfect introduction to our division three national champions who were your middlebury panthers they beat uh johns hopkins university 2-0 to earn their sixth consecutive national championship which is that's pretty good that's pretty good so congratulations to kevin de lorenzo and all the panthers for their sixth consecutive remind me what conference they're in they're in the new england small college athletic conference and nest oh you're not in the men's and women's conference not the new Mac. They beat the new Mac champion Babs and Beavers to advance. Oh, the that's championship. right. You're familiar with the, you met the Beaver. You met the Beaver. I've, I've met Busy. So there's that. And then this is exciting. Division two, Kutztown University, a proud member of the PSAC, um, won their first ever national championship, uh, beating East Stroudsburg University 2-1 in the championship game. And this is their first, uh, this was their first appearance in the national championship game um, since 1997 and their first ever win in program history. So congrats to, I got to try and remember what the Kutztown mascot is. Not a Husky. I got to look it up. But congrats, Kutztown. I mean, how do you not know? Everyone knows right on the. They're the Golden Bears, and everyone knows the that. Bears. Dang it. I knew you were looking it up as I was floundering, and I really – I didn't just have to look thing. it up. I'm one of the biggest fans of the Putztown Golden Bears there is. It's true. I know you're a big fan of the PSAC. It's one of my favorite conferences. Well, you want to oh, talk about – you want to talk about upset in the NCAA tournament. That's heartbreaking. Ooh, that's a, that is heartbreaking. I mean, you want to talk about grit. I mean, you, grit and the PSAC go hand in hand. That's anyway. It. Oh man. Yes. <laughs> Point of pride for the PSAC, I would say. So yeah, congrats to all Did of our you know uh, the motto of Kutztown? We're going to get so off topic. The motto oh, is please. it's good to be cold. <laughs> I like that. I'm into it. Where is Kutztown, Pennsylvania? I really don't know. It is, uh, Kutztown is, oh man, I'm like really floundering here. It's kind of like central Pennsylvania, but like if you go a little bit like south and east, like you go into the middle and then you go south and east a bit, that's kind of about about where Kutztown is. Okay. You would have well, never. Congratulations to Kutztown. Uh, yeah. Proud Division II champions. Uh, as, as you mentioned, they got to the uh, national championship game for the first time since 1997. Um, speaking of 1997, the three people we're about to talk to were not alive in 1997. <laughs> um, so they, okay. they would not know that fun fact about Kutztown. But we have three members of the all-tournament team uh, for the national champion North Carolina Tar Heel, Charlie Bruder, a freshman, Katie Dixon, a senior who, by the way, won her third national championship. So, and I would like to point this out about, I want to point this out about Katie Dixon, a uh, North Carolina native, which I think is worth pointing out. She's from Cary, North Carolina, which is actually lovely. I've been there. I have never been, but I think it's pretty cool to say that you grew up in North Carolina, you get to play for your University of North Carolina, and you win three national championships for uh, North Carolina. Pretty cool. 
And we have Maddie Kahn, uh, a graduate student goalkeeper who transferred in from Lehigh. So uh, we will go to all three of them. It's a bit of a free for all. Um, I, I, uh, uh, you'll find that uh, they really don't hold back on each other. Is that fair? I mean, what teammates do? All right, here we go. All right, we are so excited to be joined by three of the members of this year's national championship UNC squad. We have Katie Dixon, uh, Maddie Kahn, and Charlie Bruder. Thank you all so much for joining us uh, and spending some time with us during your Thanksgiving break. And congratulations. Thank you so much. We're excited to be here. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yes, thank you. <laughs> cool. So uh, let's talk about Sunday for a minute. Um, obviously, it was quite a game. Some people are saying, you know, the best national championship game ever. Um, I've been I'm guessing saying that. Me. I'm I've guessing you, a lot of people have said it. I'm guessing you guys don't care if it was the best, the worst, or somewhere in the middle as long as you won the game. Um, but what what was the game like for y'all? Uh, I guess, Katie, if you want to go first, it, it was just so tense throughout. Um it, it, at any point, you know, did you guys look at yourselves and be like, what the heck are we doing here? <laughs> I think I, I had several of those moments in the game, just looking up at the stands, just all, seeing all those fans in a packed Karen, Karen Shelton Stadium. I mean, you can't get better than that. But also, like you were saying, throughout the game, there's there's points that you're like, wow, we can win this right here or we can lose it right here. So I think there's a lot of just emotion in general throughout the entire game, which kept my adrenaline pumping for definitely for sure. So it was it was a great game, though. Loved it. You're right. Yeah, it was definitely as my first national championship. Um, it was super exciting. I mean, on the field, it was really intense, but um, there was so much positivity throughout the whole entire stadium and on the field and on the sideline. Um, so it was just like an amazing environment to be in. Well, and Charlie, I was going to ask you, like, as a freshman, what was your mentality going into your first national championship game? Like, do you feel some pressure or were you like, it's just any other game and I'm just excited to compete? Um, definitely some nerves. Um, I'm going to be honest. It was really, I mean, I, I was pretty nervous before the game, definitely, because I've never played in a game um, like that, that intense. Um, but um, I just had to think of it like any other game and just kind of to leave it all in the field just because that it was one of the last times I'd get to play with that team again on Karen Shelton Stadium uh, field. Yeah, very um, cool. And I mean, I made, did the nerves break when he scored the first goal? Um, yeah, but they were definitely still high just because, um, I mean, even though they caught up, um, we didn't want them to catch up. So it was <laughs> kind of like the go, go, go mentality. <laughs> For sure. Maddie, what was it like? You were in an interesting situation at being your first year on the team, but you're definitely not a freshman. Um, so what was that like, you know, walking into a, a team that was the defending national champion and, and coming in right away is not just, you know, a senior or graduate student, but also the goalkeeper. So, I mean, you, you're such a crucial part and an individual part of the team. What was that like all year and then also on Sunday? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely like a really unique situation that we're probably not going to see much more of um, people in my situation having COVID years and things like that. 
Um, so it's definitely... Let's hope no more COVID. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Knock, knock on wood, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I think I had a bit of nerves all season. Um, I obviously didn't want to make mistakes being on such a talented team. You know, like I didn't want to be the one person to mess up. And I think that's when I messed up most. Um, but going into the national championship game, I mean, it was just, it was insane. Um, I couldn't ask for anything better. I mean, this team getting to pull together with them and and win and just get to join such an amazing program with a winning culture it was just you know like a dream come true to cap off my field hockey career and to get to play a national championship game at home and see all of the support that we had at this program was in- incredible honestly there's there's no words um other than just it, yeah. it's absolutely insane so yeah <laughs> yeah um here Kirsten and I spent a lot of time at American. Um, so like we have all love for Patriot League, and this is not meant in any bad way, I promise. But what was I'm the not moment really afraid you... of what you're about to say? Andrew. No, no, I, I just like what was the moment for you? Maybe it was during, you know, uh when you first started practice in the summer, was it a road trip when you woke up and were like, I'm not at Lehigh anymore? You know, what was there a moment where you realized this is different? Yeah. You clicked your heels and you said, I'm no longer in Kansas. Yeah. <laughs> there is there is a lot of really humbling moments, um, to say the least. I mean, for me, it was really great to join a team where I had played with a handful of the girls prior um, mm. and to get to kind of reunite with them. Like, I played with Katie at, in the USA system. Um so getting to come back together with a lot of friends was really cool and stuff, but just having such great facilities was like a humbling moment. It was like walking into the locker room was crazy to see it. Um, the amount of gear that the team gets definitely way different than Lehigh. I mean, it's just not in the budget and then getting thrown into my first game at Iowa, um, was definitely definitely one of one of the pinnacles to answer your question. That was when it was like, wow, this is really happening right now. Like I'm in this game, it's one one, and I really do not want to mess up. And um, it's just it's obviously such a different pace in the Patriot League. Mm. Um, so just getting to play at like a really high level was something I was looking for in a program when I was transferring. Um, so yeah, I mean it's just it's night it's night and day, not in a bad way. I mean the Patriot League has right, right, no, yeah, totally. Um, the the, on, the only bad way I would say, say the biggest upgrade you made was Brown to Carolina Blue. <laughs> Honestly, a lot of people <laughs> hate on the Brown. A lot of people hate on it, but I'm as a Lehigh alum, me too, me too. Earth tones are in. <laughs> The brown and the gold so true. fashionable, honestly. And a lot of people will hate oh, on it God. and stuff, but like it's it's pretty nice. If you if you could rock it, you could rock it. Some people can't. So I mean, I, mean, I especially like, I, I like in the autumn, the autumn right now, Lehigh is like you guys, it makes sense. The brown earth tones. I get it. I love that, Maddie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think another funny thing, Maddie was like, after the game, she's like, I think I'm the only person who can say they won a Patriot League championship and a national championship. Yeah. I think that's Yeah. It was well, just that so was, funny. 
That was my question for you, Katie, of like having a teammate come on from like a totally different situation. Like what kind of effect does that have on the team from like getting Maddie's perspective of sort of like what else is out there? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it opens your eyes like just to know that like there are other schools. I remember Maddie just being like, whoa, your locker room is so nice or like just the little things like, man, that that joke killed me, you know, just like the just the little things that you take for granted at like being held at such a high level. Not saying that like, well, yeah, I wasn't, but like it's just another adjustment that you have to make. And I take it for granted, like our different the ways we train at UNC and um, the facilities that I take for granted every single day. Um, and I just kind of realized having Maddie there, I think also she's just so funny and like makes jokes like so much that it's like those jokes are like true. And you're like, well, like <laughs> you take it for granted. So I think um, that's just something Maddie brought a lot of joy to our team. I think this season. And cool. uh, I think we, she's done a lot for us, obviously, and um, pulled out a win for us on Sunday as well. So bringing joy that's uh that's a great skill for a transfer but it's i feel like it's just like in grade and goalkeepers skill for anybody <laughs> but it's special to goalkeepers they just bring joy wherever they go oh yeah 100 percent. i try yeah. i think i think some goalies <laughs> i mean you could put this in the podcast or not but i think some goalies are really weird like some of them are really weird <laughs> i think weird unc ones. not to hype myself up i think unc <laughs> is really lucky that like i'm a normal goalie and so is abigail okay so. okay maddie i'm just gonna say you are not the first goalkeeper that has told me that they're the most normal goalkeeper <laughs> you're like, like no no, no i'm like a normal Katie. one I feel like no, Maddie. I to it. I wouldn't ask Charlie. Charlie's mean to me. I'm not a mean person. I've actually heard that, so I'm glad you confirmed. It. I swear, I'm not mean. Charlie, no. Charlie, Charlie's honest. Charlie, I just like, I'll just honest. give them a hard time. I just give those two the hard Charlie, time. Charlie, I get it. <laughs> Yeah, I should be the one bullying Charlie. I'm a senior, but no, I get bullied by Charlie every day, every day. <laughs> Charlie's only 17. She's not even an adult, but she'll, what? so it's like, it's, it feels illegal to Maddie, be I'm to her. Since when? Maddie, I, I've been 18. Oh, did Hope just turn? No, Hope, I, I'm, Hope, you think you've I, been lying to me because I'm pretty sure like two weeks ago you told me you were 17. So then you lied to me. I think I did. I was telling people I was 16. It sounds like this team is more <laughs> fractured than we knew. I thought that they were going to be so like together on the same page, but there's there's clearly some conflict. There, I mean, there's an age scandal. <laughs> and, um, and so I don't want to fight with Charlie because, you know, her hip is just too hard. So I'm like, you know what? I don't want to get nailed. It is so. frightening. She puts some pace on the ball. Yeah, Charlie almost song. hit me in the neck and it was so scary. <laughs> when Charlie when Charlie lifts up her stick, I close my eyes. No, Maddie, never that admit it to hits that. me. Especially when she's three feet away from me and doesn't even shoot for the corners, just shoots to get it on goal and it just hits me and it hurts. It hurts my feelings. Do you have anything to say to defend yourself? I, 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 no. Yep, as you said. <laughs> No She's comment. 17 and a child. We shouldn't come at her like this. Yeah, that's right. Well, she just she just outed simple. herself. She outed herself as an adult. So I am it's, an adult. it's allowed. Have you registered to vote? Yes, I think so. Okay. Because if you don't, you can't complain. 
That's so true. Um, I have a question. Uh, Andrew's trying to get us back on chat. Yeah, I got. I'm. I, yeah. No, but I do want to know. <laughs> so both of you are going to Santiago for the Junior World Cup. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. How do you go from such an emotionally draining week, weekend, day? You know, all that happened this past weekend, and Semester. you know turn it uh, yeah and school and then turn it back on when you get down to Santiago uh later this week uh-huh I mean personally just like with all the all the emotions I don't know about Maddie and Katie but I mean I just feel like I'm totally on top of the world and just like super motivated and just these past couple of days not being able to like be with um like the team is just been like just made me realize how much I missed it and I'm um, going and competing for I'm, I mean who knows if we'll be in the championship in the world in the junior world cup but it just it gives me something to look forward to and like trying to do it again with three of my other UNC teammates yeah I would second that um kind of like what Charlie was saying I mean it honestly fires me up to go want to win again and I think it's just a, such a unique situation because obviously three of the Northwestern girls are going to be on our team but also for the UVA girls it's like we just played against them but the fact that like we can all come together um and compete for something even greater than a national championship it's for the world um uh, I think just I think we'll fire everyone up and uh I think like Charlie, my emotions, I honestly have not been able to like think or do anything the past couple of days, to be honest. <laughs> so I haven't either. And I didn't play in the game. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think honestly being able to channel that into something else is going to help me um, not get over because I will never be able to get over Sunday, but um, just help me continue on and use that energy towards something else. It'll be fun. <laughs> it's a fun tournament. Kirsten and I went to it in 2015. In Mönchengladbach. Right? Mönchengladbach. Oh, wow. That's right. Yeah, we went to the junior world. Mönchengladbach. It's we fun. just wanted a vacation. Field hockey just happened to be there. In beautiful Mönchengladbach. <laughs> I don't even know it's a destination for everyone. <laughs> it's, it's in yeah. Germany. It's right next to the border with the Netherlands. Uh, it's just fun to say. Oh, yeah, so that's so why we say it all the it time. It is fun to say. Yeah. Um, thinking about the game on, on Sunday just a little bit more, and then we'll we'll stop talking about it. But, Maddie, I, I was watching the shootout this morning. Have you guys rewatched anything from Sunday? You know, whether it's the shootout for you, Maddie, especially, or, you know, your goal, Charlie, have, have you all rewatched it, or is it all replaying in your head? Um, I – we watched, I watched with a couple of girls at the house the other day. Um, I mean, and it was just so awesome. Did you win? Uh, did you win again when you watched it the I second think so. time? I think the so. outcome was the same. Okay. <laughs> um, but like it really settled in. Like it was like, wow, we did that. And everybody just played their heart out. And you could really tell um, when we were watching again. Um, and no matter how many times the moments played again um, in our heads, it's just, it, it's, it's still so like amazing to watch it over and over again. It'll never get old. Yeah. I've, I've rewatched. Um, I mean, I didn't do all that much. So I watched the highlights that they posted um, on Twitter. So basically just like the shootouts for me, I was kind of watching to watch myself. Um, and it's still just so cool every single time. Like, 
Because I honestly, not that I didn't have like a game sense of like what the scenario was, but I was just not trying to pay attention to what I had to do to put pressure on myself. Like when the last Northwestern girl was shooting in like the opening round of the shootouts, the round of five, I had literally no idea that I had to save it to keep going. <laughs> Um, just because I didn't really want to know that <laughs> because if yeah. I didn't, I didn't want to be like, okay, well, I have to save this. Like, don't mess up. That's like, not when I play well, like I play well when I'm like having loose, like just playing loose, having fun. Um, not that I would necessarily say that was super duper fun. It was really stressful. <laughs> um, but I just, I didn't want to put the pressure on myself. Like I have to save this, um, in order for us to keep going. But then I realized what point we're at when they're like, oh yeah, like you have to go again like getting the goal i was like wait what and then i was like oh we're like in sudden death right now like i i need to make a save again so yeah amazing wait what i love that <laughs> um but maddie i'm curious too like so when you look at your practices how much are we practicing shootouts like do you have an approach is it something that you're like this is the kind of style i'd take when i'm a goalkeeper doing a shootout um and is this something you practice a ton um, leading up to the tournament, we started practicing them like once a week. So it, it'd be like our, like 10 girls would go. So me and Abigail would both get like five reps, um, to kind of make it game like, um, and actually shootouts are something that I really enjoy. I like playing one V one. Like I like being challenged and, and stuff like that. So honestly, for me, like I just skip out there, like go out to like about the stroke and then just break down my feet just try to stay up as much as I can um because when I try to do too much that's normally when it doesn't work um <laughs> so yeah but they're actually something that I that I enjoy doing and that I found myself to be like pretty decent at so yeah I would, I would second that because I think like when we would practice like like Maddie said these past couple of weeks um like I got to practice my shootout as well and it's like I'm against going against Maddie who's like one of the best keepers in the country at shootouts so it's like if I can score on her or at least get close then it's like okay I'm like solid and I feel confident and I think that helps our entire team to have a goalie that's so good at them so we can like do well at ours as well um so I think that also helped me personally as well like I had made my two that week before so I was like okay like I made them in practice this is just like practice um I can't say the same as Maddie like uh about not knowing the situation because I knew I was like oh <laughs> goodness I have to make this for us to continue on um or to like make it close um so but I just had to treat it like practice like okay I'm just going against Maddie right now or I'm just going against Abigail um it's just like practice. And I think that helped me as well. Do we have That's some like serious rivalry between the shooters and the goalkeepers in practice? Like, is there a little bit of hatred there? Me yes. and Peyton, I feel like <laughs> I give Peyton the, wait, 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 I give Charlie, Peyton the hardest said, time and then yeah. probably Charlie. <laughs> I yeah, heard that. Charlie, Charlie's I think an the hardest time first. <laughs> yeah. And then Charlie comes second, second on my hit list. Peyton number one, <laughs> and then Charlie number two. But basically they could be swapped out at any other at any given moment. Me and Katie, we don't really beef. Katie doesn't really like yeah, Katie, I don't you don't I feel like you wouldn't describe yourself as like a shooter either. Like you're more like a distributor, so that's probably why. No, hundred percent. Katie's going to sleep with one eye open, I think. I know. I mean, she's got to watch well, her back. Maddie, Maddie kind of does it to herself, though. She'll be like, oh, what, which side are you hitting on? Or are we practicing corners? 
like on oh, this side she'll walk with me i'm like okay you're setting, you're setting yourself Girl, up for do, do i point. not have to practice hits and get on the ground <laughs> do i not have to practice that <laughs> and then let's just give you a haru's like be like what did you do to me or like look what you did to me i'm like you signed up for this <laughs> no okay time out we were literally doing 7v7 okay doing 7v7 there's a whistle charlie has the ball in the circle she's shooting at me there's a whistle three seconds after charlie still shoots the ball at me after i'm just not ready to make a save and it just nails me like three feet away from me charlie i think we need to talk about you your shot choice shot selection when you're close to the cage this is what we're getting at maddie and katie no conversation no backswing you can't give away my weaknesses you can't say that no i'm just i'm not that's not a weakness because i know you can do it well when we do the little box shooting you never take your stick off the ball but for some reason you just let it loose when i'm in the cage save that for the games imagine how they'd be if they didn't win the national championship i mean seriously they'd be at each other's throats we wouldn't be able to take it oh my god okay um you guys are great (laughs) you're cracking me up well okay so like let's let's wrap this up so i know all three of you listen to this podcast religiously every single week so you know what's coming um but for those uh, new listeners every uh every time we have a guest on we ask them they're they're the field hockey czar for a day and they get to make a rule change that holds for the foreseeable future so we want to know we want to know what yours are so let's see who's ready i want to put charlie on the spot charlie which absolutely she goes first yes i feel like she (laughs) She, you know can i guess what she's gonna say yeah yeah she's gonna say no pads for goalkeepers (laughs) (laughs) let's hear charlie I would say I would say the contact rule and a back tackle. That gets me a lot oh, of calls. Wow. wow. So, yes. Yeah, it's really good to crew forward. Spoken like yeah, she gets the cards on those ones. <laughs> so so right, maybe Katie. maybe a rule having contact. No more back tackle. Okay. Okay. I'm down. Katie, what do you got? I would say I there's something like to make corners more like exciting yeah i feel like i have um like i I don't know i think being able to like lift the ball what do you say self-start on the corner yeah i like that like how cool would that be off the insert like being able to self-start and like there's no like you don't have to put all the gear on i don't like having to put all the gear on so like being able to self-start and have or could you start like, anywhere around the circle like defense you can you don't oh. start in the cage anywhere yes so the so kind of like lacrosse like that how it goes like you can you kind of start around them and they can dribble and like have a 1v1 on goalie like everyone goes in at the same time i feel like that would be fun that's cool i like that i like that a lot well Maddie? done um i would say that my rule change would be when a goalie makes a save, the ball can never be dangerous because it is the worst yeah. feeling when you make a really great save and then it's like automatic corner and you're like, what? What, what, can, what else can I do? Yeah. yeah what you're else like, that came in at my face. Do? What do you want me to do? 
that, yeah, and I can't I put it out fair. at someone's face. That's so unfair. Like I'm being put in danger. If it hit me in the head, it's not gonna be it's not gonna be coming out. <laughs> so I just think it's I feel it like should go both ways. I like that, but in the rules of debate, I feel like we need to get let Charlie to uh to respond to that. <laughs> <laughs> that if you're uh you have um, balls coming at your face <laughs> what do you think charlie yeah that's personally, fine i would not like that i mean unless maddie's <laughs> okay with getting shots at, like close to her face i'll just be swinging at him <laughs> i don't have a choice right, well. to be okay with it it's made for me <laughs> you oh gotta stand tall though um yeah. Real quick, we'll give you some of the ones we got this year, and y'all can just say yes or no if you agree. Um, Aaron's was. Substitute. I feel like this shows how cl- like Katie, Katie and Aaron are teammates. Yeah. With the corners, yeah, yeah. Well, Aaron was substitutions can happen anywhere, right? Yeah, anywhere on the field. Oh, yeah. That's- so. Yeah, so you can position a substitute wherever on the field and they can swap with someone. It doesn't have to be, you know, at the center line by the benches. I kind of like that. Um, yeah. So that's one. Um, we got a couple people, uh, like the overhead rule, like no one knows what it is, basically. Sometimes they blow the whistle. Sometimes they don't, um, you know, let them play. Um, yeah. You know, if, if it's truly dangerous, like if people are hitting sticks, fine. But otherwise, like, what are we doing? Um, left-handed we've got sticks. The, the left-handed stick coalition. The one I um, what would that be? Like, just yeah, like I don't, left-handed left-handed too. Like, I don't know if I yeah, like, like your that. flat side is on the other side. Oh, as a lefty, I don't think I would like that. Yeah. Oh, Charlie, you're a lefty, and you're not in support of the left-hand coalition. This is interesting. Not. I don't know. If Maddie, the, I have another one. Like, if this is sorry, Maddie, but you can pull your goalie at any time and insert someone on the field. Like, anytime. Well, this can go well with sure. sub from anywhere. Yeah, exactly. Like, Maddie yeah, just I'm pretty fine with that. Pull your goalie. I'm pretty sure you can pull your goalie whenever you want. Like, if you don't want to play with a goalie, I don't think you have to. Really? But you gotta you play stop with a it right back, now. Right? Or could you yeah. just rolling sub a goalie anytime? Yeah, I'm pretty sure you could be like, okay, I want to pull my goalie right now. And the refs probably give you a weird look if it's like two minutes into the first quarter. But I don't think they could tell you no. But like you just step outside the cage and then someone just can just run on. Like, right. No, you, right. you just you, you don't have to come all the way back to the to the bench with all your gear on. You just step off the field. But oh, like, like the refs wouldn't have to like do a timeout. Yeah, out. right. You don't have to stop the game. You just you suck. Uh, you just like yeah, stand behind okay. the goal, and then we when we want you, like you we said, just put you back in and someone runs off. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. But here's my real question: Like they always stop the they always stop the game to do a goalie substitution. Like, could a goalie just do a rolling substitution? Like you're oh. you you overturn the ball, and you guys are like up in the circle. Could Maddie just kind of like be up by the fifty step off and you had a player, you, and then she just runs back on? That. You wouldn't I mean, want to do that. Turn Maddie? the ball over. It depends on how fast the goalkeeper is. Player for a reason. I am not a field player for a reason. That's all I will say. I'm quick in small spaces, not quick in the longer distance. <laughs> And then we got one more rule change that we feel is the best of them all. Um, because it's we ours. find overtime, we find overtime to be boring. Although um, I do want to say that 
that this this half overtime was yeah, Sunday's overtime was the most pretty good. Six, and I'm not just saying that because you three are on, but like that was probably the that was, was a good overtime. But we've lot we've watched a lot of very boring overtimes. So we think the solution Sorry, go ahead, the go solution on. to overtime is two balls. Maybe more players. That two balls. Be total chaos. Absolutely not. That would be that would be so dangerous if they like the same team had the ball. Like say Northwestern had two <laughs> balls and then was shooting them at. Like what am I supposed to do? Well, and like, by God, one, if like, it comes off, off and if it comes off you dangerously, it's a corner. So is and then the other ball is still going while this corner is going, and I'm no, stuck in the goal. Wait, it's, it's, it's chaos. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! This Maddie brought up a good point. If we here. no, I don't think so. First, first guests all season that aren't in favor of the two balls. Um, and amazingly, right. it's the first three players we've had. Last one yeah. I have. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Katie's in for the rule changes. Yeah, no, I know. I'm like thinking of all these now. I would say, okay, you have a goalie start at the 50. Like this is instead of a shootout. The goalie starts at the 50 yard line and the player starts at the other end of the field and you have to race. Like the player starts with the ball and you run back and the goalie has to try to save it before the player can like get into the circle. Can they play out? Can they play regular like outside of the circle? Yeah, they can play they can regularly. Mag- okay. All right. So they can kick. They can do whatever else. They the just circle. have to get In the this. ball off the field somehow. <laughs> I would not be good at that. They would have not put me in. I am not fast enough for that. That's so cool. That's great. I love it. Okay. Well, Katie, Maddie, Charlie, thank you so much for joining us. And congratulations on an incredible season and a national championship. Thank good you. luck Thanks, in Santiago. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, thanks, guys. Bye. Oh my God, they're cracking so me up. I can't been, take it, Andrew. That may have been the best twenty minutes we've ever done, or I don't even know how long that was—thirty minutes. I don't even know, but like, I'm dying. I really am. <laughs> I mean, Charlie. Oh. I, I mean, for someone who is 18 years old, I mean, she brings it. But no one should bring it. We have Fast. no idea. Well, that's true. But she backs it up like full credit. Like that is she we're going to have her on in three years when she's won her third or fourth national championship, I think, because she takes no crap. No, she does not. And I would say so I wonder if perhaps our next guest sees a little bit of herself in Charlie Bruder. Maybe not. Different players, different players, different people. But. I mean, yeah. I mean, similar. A, I mean, maybe similar competitors. They were they were really awesome. That was cool, and we're going to have to do more of that somehow. Um, but I guess we should uh, go ahead and get to what probably a lot of people want to hear: um, the head coach of the national champions, the now five-time national champion. Is that correct? And we believe, and I'm pretty sure this is right, the only player to win a Division One field hockey national championship as both a player and a head coach, um, at least since the NCAA folks. started in 1981. Um, that's as far back as our records go. She is the first to double dip. 
Uh, uh, so you, we're going to You heard it here first, and, folks. Andrew, I don't know if you're a watcher of the national news, perhaps NBC, but I would like everybody who got to see Aaron's face on uh, Nightly News of the Day show over the last few days to know that uh, you heard it on the pitch session first. She was here first, everyone. Emily Aketa came to us for inspiration. I, when it came to, I, the, I nothing to say. You're, you're exactly right. I just want that to be known. We're putting it out there in the universe so that everybody understands where it happened first. And so to Emily and to NBC and uh, all of NBC Universal. And you're welcome. To Jack Donaghy. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> oh, let's All right, do it. let's go to Aaron, shall we? Yeah. We are so excited to be joined this week by a national champion, coach of the University of North Carolina Tar Heels, Aaron Maston. Welcome back to the pods. Hi, thank you guys. It's good to be back. Well, what a whirlwind the last few days has have been. Um, I think we've all we all everybody listening to this podcast has definitely watched the game um, and got to see the celebration. But so how are you feeling right now? Crazy, crazy whirlwind is an understatement blur. I I don't even know how to describe it. Um, I'm so proud. I'm so happy. I'm so content at the same time. I'm ready to have a good steak dinner and start relaxing. But uh, I, I just, I can't believe it. I'm in utter disbelief. I, I just, am, I'm so proud. I'm speechless. Well, we want to talk about the game Sunday, but I, I do want to say you're not the only person who won something yesterday. Okay. I, I was at the grocery store. Nice. Something that I thought I thought was going to be full price rang up at half price. There you go. That is the <laughs> so win. Sunday was a big day for me too. I would just like to say that. Celebrate yeah. little wins. That's important. I mean, we, we, we all won something on Sunday. So, um, but if we go back and talk about the game, I, I know that people can be in the moment a little overstimulated, but a lot of people think it was one of, if not the best national championship game ever. Um, Kirsten and I were talking about how well played it was. I mean, it was pretty close to mistake free. It felt like uh, both goalkeepers did amazing things. Um, what were your thoughts during the game? Sure. I think you said it perfectly. I mean, what better, you know, outcome and everything can you draw up than a national championship headed to sudden death shootouts, um, you know, playing on one of the team's home field with 3,200 people at a field hockey event, you know, just unbelievable Northwestern. I mean, hats off. They, they played a great match. And like you said, we had our moments, they had their moments. Um, Maddie Kahn in the cage shut them down and then Annabelle shut us down. You know, it just, it was one of those games that you will look back on and think about like, wow, that just happened forever. Um, so, you know, I, I'm, I'm proud we could come out with a win on top. Uh, but yeah, I, I, the thought ran through my mind too of, was this the best one that ever has occurred? There, there was I, a shot. There was so. a sh- shot of you at one point during the shootout and you you look like you might be about to throw up i don't know if that's <laughs> true or not but, but but you definitely had that look of i have no control over what's yeah. about to happen yeah yeah you were asking someone who likes the control and who definitely probably has control issues to just go ahead you go do it you go <laughs> you. uh no but i i did i believed in our girls i believed in maddie 
I've never seen a team, you know, come back after being down um, in, in the shootouts like that. And mm-hmm. Maddie did her job and Riley put it away for us. But um, I, I fully had it prepared of the season was a success, even though it didn't go our way. I don't want you to, you know, put the outcome of this game, let it overshadow it. Like I had it already. And then, <laughs> oh, hi, hi, Maddie Khan. Thank you very much. Oh, Riley. Sure. Just doing Riley things. You know, thank you for <laughs> completely shutting that down. Um, so much but, better to not have to use that. Yeah. Yeah. That'll, that'll stay tucked away forever. Um, thankfully, but uh yeah, I if I had faked it all season that I was cool, calm, and collected, I, you know, it definitely was not the case. <laughs> well, I don't know if you know this, but the last time a national championship game went into shootouts, and at this time it was strokes, was in 1994 when JMU beat UNC two to one. Oh my goodness. So, I know we've never really discussed your age, Aaron. That's not really a storyline that people are talking about. But how old were you in 1994? I was I was negative six. I was gonna. What was that on ESPN Plus here, or was that on a different streaming service? Your girl looked that up. Oh, are you talking about the game? Yeah, 94. What was it streamed on? I think it wasn't streamed. Maybe we just we shared the video cassette tapes later. Oh, okay. (laughs) But so to say that such a well-matched game, um, as we have not seen for some time, sort of like what was your scouting report going into it? Um, How did you guys prepare for Northwestern? Yeah, I mean, we look at every team. um, You know, we look at their tendencies. We look at their strengths, their um, areas that we can, you know, maybe exploit. we, We go through it all. Um, we put a presentation together, make sure that the clips are clear for the team. The messages are clear for the team. Uh, we try to make it as simple as possible. Um, but then we're also, you know, we focus on ourselves a lot too. every game. It's about us. And let's just be mindful of what the other team's going to throw at us and what we should expect. But we know if we go out and play Carolina field hockey, it's going to be a game any day of the week. So, um, we knew they liked the aerials. We knew, you know, don't just don't allow Ben Cole to get on the ball. Uh, Wattis mm-hmm. fielder, you know, Annabelle in the back, in the in the in the uh, cage. You know, we have to go around her. She is a brick wall. So the team was ready. They were prepared, um, and you know, the staff all season did just a wonderful job. So game plan was set. It was just about sticking to it. And then of course, in those moments, hockey goes out the the window. It it's purely was about, you know, that belief and that confidence and that desire that they all shared and had. Um, and it just made the, the celebration that much sweeter. Mm. So you won four of them as a player and now one as a coach. What What's the difference? I mean, I know that there's, you know, there's, People who have won, I've never won anything in my life, so I don't know. But people tell me, people tell me, um, you know, each, each one is special in its own way. And I'm sure that's true. But this one had to feel certainly different than the first four. Yeah. Um, how was it different? Yeah, I like you said, everyone, there's not one that I can pick out and say this was the best one. This was my favorite. They are all special in their own way. Um, but I, the team asked me this, you know, they were like, is it different? What's different about it? Like, I don't know how to describe it. There is something 
to be said for being a player and being the one bent over after drills, exhausted, being the one getting on the line, being the one waking up early. And you want it so badly, at least if you're a Tar Heel, for your team and your university and your family and everyone around you. But there's a piece of you who's like, I'm putting the work in. I want this for myself, too. It's why I came here. But then as a coach, you know, there's there's no time for that, at least again. The way we do it at Carolina, our job is to serve everyone around us. So we're worried about the girls. We're worried about the families. We're worried about the alums. We're worried about the other, the rest of the staff. There's no time to think about yourself. Um, and then, you know, to see the people who you invest so much time and energy and love and passion and care into to see them celebrating and to be on the outside of that huddle and to be, you know, the one not raising the trophy, but watching the person who was doing it with that smile on the face and the tears of joy falling and hugging each other and screaming pure happiness. There is just absolutely nothing like it. I will never find the right words to describe it. Um, I'm just so proud of them. They wanted it so badly and we wanted it so badly for them. And uh, I thought I had it made celebrating, you know, myself with the trophy, <laughs> but I, I retract that statement. There's nothing like watching them go out there and, and have that moment. Absolutely. Yeah. It's those moments you're like, can my heart get any fuller? Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's one of those things too, where you just, you can really celebrate, like lifting somebody else up, like celebrating their success. It's so cool. That's so yeah. awesome. I want to ask you real quick about the Virginia game, uh, the the semifinal on Friday. How did it feel going into the game as the more experienced head coach? Did, <laughs> yeah. did you did you feel like hazing Ollie or being like calling him the new guy or asking him what it's like to be a new head coach and reward all your experience over him? My yeah, my my lengthy resume. Of, of being a head coach. No, um, <laughs> our athletic trainer texted me that morning and he said, well, you know, we finally, we finally won that game. I didn't think yeah. it would happen this season, but um, it was, it was good. And yeah, I mean, that game as well, you know, you get to that point in the season, every game is a nail biter. Uh, UVA came out strong and yeah, they, they, they were prepared too. So it's funny. Good, good moments. <laughs> when you, uh, we're hired in the job in January, you know, which seems probably like both a really long time ago and a blink of an eye ago. Um, I, I know, you know, in some ways you have to say that your goal was the national championship. But was that your goal? Was there something where first year, if we get to the final four, I've done my job. If we win the ACC or, or and I know it's not national championship or bus because you can have a good year without winning the national championship. Can you? But, but, but was it <laughs> national championship or bust? Uh, no, it's funny you say that. And I, I completely like I've had those conversations with myself. I obviously, yes, yeah, set the goals and everything. And it's just the way this program is and the way Carolina just breeds that competitive fire and, and chase for excellence and everything. Because I tried, I tried to sit down at the dinner table and be like, if we just win regular season, I'll be happy. And I'm like, no, I won't. And if we, if we just, you know, go out there and the ACC championship happened, like I'm content. No, I'm not because I knew and the whole staff knew and the team knew that we could do it and we could prove everybody wrong. We could, you know, we could do what we came here to do. And every year it is, it is that goal. Uh, but then I think, like you said, there is that balance of, and I had the conversation again, prepared, like, 
it, it is not a national championship or bust at all for any program, any team, any year that this happens. But at the same time, when you know it deep down that you can do it and that a team, you know, is so deserving of it that you can't help yourself but but have that be the expectation. Um, and I think, you know, at the end of the day, my goal this year, we always, every single year, it's not a secret. Our goal is to walk away with the national championship trophy. Um, but we really, really, really set that and forget about it. And we focus on one game at a time. We celebrate all of those little wins. Like we were joking about earlier, my goal above that was to just show up every day and be the best coach I could be for this team and this staff. Uh, whatever that meant, that was my job. And if I do that, you know, I had the same mindset as a player. If I prepare like no one else, if I work harder than anybody, if I have conversations others aren't willing to have, if I think through things in a different way, trophies will fall, rewards will fall, national mm -hmm. champions will fall so um yes that was our goal but the team knows you know if i showed up the best coach i could be that day if they showed up the best players and student athletes and um just people they could be that day all of the all of it would fall into place so um it's just what happened well and credit obviously to the entire team but I do want to take just a second to highlight the fact that you have five young women who have you know played their last game as Tar Heels and so I'm curious sort of like what's next for them and uh, you know the team's going to be fine as they move on but you know what is the percentage like how many NCAA student athletes go professional in something other than sports we've all heard it um, but I am curious they have I mean I feel like I've heard that somewhere but I am curious so for those five like what's next for them yeah, I mean, they're going to go excel in whatever it is they set their mind to. Um, they, they've, you know, deserve the the closing of the book on their outstanding mm -hmm. hockey career. Um, but they also know that they have a home here to come back to. And uh, our fan base and our alumni network is like no other across the country. Uh, and it's my job, you know, to make sure that people feel connected and welcome and like that they can come back and walk into the stadium and feel right at home 10 years from now, 20 years from now, whoever it is. So these guys, you know, they'll take everything they they've learned and been through um, with them and they will go be great at whatever it is they want to do. There is no doubt about that. But they also, you know, have just a, a crazy family to lean on. And it, it, this this class is special for so many reasons, but special to me, special uh, to the program. Um, and we just can't wait to cheer them on, but we also can't wait to just every time they come back here, give them the warmest welcome, the biggest hugs to see them walk around the stadium and see their names and faces on the walls forever. Um, you know, we'll miss them. And yes, the team will be good. We'll continue to <laughs> work on things and, and grow, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll miss these guys heavily. Well, and that fan base that you were talking about was certainly on display. I mean, we were watching the shootouts and I just was like, wow, what a great showcase for the sport that literally like standing room only people shoulder to shoulder watching the end of this like incredible game that also was just played so well by both UNC and Northwestern. But um, yeah, Tar Heel, what do we call ourselves? Tar Heel Nation. We showed up. We should. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Tar Heel Nation, uh, like everyone tuning in online too. I mean, yeah, you don't hear 
sold out in field hockey in the same sentence. You don't hear standing room only in field hockey. You don't hear 3,200 people uh, in field hockey. Like you just don't. So this team knows it. They've, they have completely changed the game in America forever. And yes, they can wear their natty, natty caps proudly and walk around with the trophy and post pictures. And they did all of, all of that, but they can also confidently sit back and say, I changed field hockey forever. And they were both. That that's so true. I was actually going to say that the, the timing of that game honestly couldn't have been more perfect. Um, uh, you know, because a lot of you, but not just you, there's been a lot of attention on field hockey these last couple of weeks, and to have a championship in such a perfect setting in such a great game, not just the standing room only crowd, but Karen Shelton Stadium is beautiful. It was sunny and 65 degrees. Yeah, you know, there have been a lot of Final Fours. We've been to them in places we won't name, Michigan, where it's 25 <laughs> degrees or, you, you know, wherever. And that's nobody's fault. It's 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 November. But there are times when it's freezing cold and everyone is bundled up and it looks miserable. Mm-hmm. And everything about that yesterday, the sun, the Carolina blue, the crowd, it it it. It was good timing. I mean, it just was outstanding. And I thought that was very cool. Yeah, it was. I mean, at first, you know, the joke, I'll never forget it. Coach Shelton being like, oh, yeah, by the way, we're hosting the final four. Go get them. Okay, great. Like That's super exciting. No pressure, no added pressure to any of this. Uh, And then it was, oh, bring it on. Like what one, what better place, like you said, to host. Obviously, I we you know we knew the team could get there. It was a road to get there, and there was work. But playing at home in KSS, like you said, weather was perfect. The hockey band was there. The fans spilling over, literally standing in the street waiting for tickets. I just I will forever be mind blown. What was the coolest thing you experienced yesterday or today that? surprise was different winning as a coach than a player something that was like you know huh Hmm. is there something that was just like that was really cool um weirdly (laughs) i think i don't i don't know i the first i don't know i saw you being prepared for that uh ice bath (laughs) Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. So Karen Shelton for 42 years and I show up and one and they already got me coach. So fun. She's like, I guess I'm just quicker than you. I'm like, yeah, coach. Okay. You say that amazing. They totally planned it out. I was standing in the huddle with them and they had me surrounded from behind and I, Mia and Sienna both ran and got the jug. I guess I didn't see them standing in a huddle. My teammate makes me turn or my teammate, my player makes me turn around, <laughs> turn around and she grabs my shoulders and she looks me dead in the eyes and goes, did you pack another pair of clothes? And I said, huh? And then it hit me. And I literally <laughs> a little, like I was like a little kid trying to get out of a maze. Like I was shooting all over the place in like five yards trying to get out. They cornered me and then the yeah, ice came. It was cold. I was wet. I was cranky, but then it was awesome. And it, I just, yeah, that was cool. The other thing that came to mind, the press conference was cool and weird and different because I'm used to those. And you guys know, I like talking, but I was always the one, you know, answering all the questions. And here I was answering some, but sitting back in a chair, listening to, you know, the players answer and, you know, the reporters being like, coach, this question, blah, blah, blah. It's like, I don't like, this is so different. And it was just one of those full circle moments that was really cool and will stand out. 
That's awesome. Well, I also want you to know that on, was it last week here? We officially declared Michael Jordan the Aaron Matson of basketball. <laughs> so we we we've turned that on its head. So if you run into him, you can he can say thank you to you. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, well, actually, so I've never met MJ. Uh, I don't blame him. I don't know how he does what he does. Like I can't imagine being in the spotlight like that. Years and years and years ago, Coach Shelton wrote a letter saying, you know, how cool would it be if we were the only school that's that every program is Jordan because we have football, we have baseball and we have uh, basketball, but she wrote that letter. He's probably never seen it. He's probably never gotten it. Like I, I, <laughs> I he doesn't have anything against him. I do not like that guy is absolutely phenomenal. And I don't know how he, he does what he does, but um, we'll see MJ, if you are listening to pitch session, <laughs> I think he is. We've been well, talking about him a lot lately. And we we wonder if he has a Google alert for his own name is one of the things yeah. we were discussing. And if now he wants to know why is it coming up with field hockey all the time? So maybe he's confused. Come on, some Jordan Jordan turf shoes? Like, come on. Ooh. Come or maybe on. he wants to wear mats and shoes. Yes. <laughs> I'd wear some. I'd wear Air Matsons. Maybe I could jump. Yeah, we've got a connection at Nike. There you go. Nope. Do we'll we? See, Jordan, we do. You, uh, Jordan, turf shoe. Come on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Clutch. I love it. Um, well, I guess our last question, Aaron, is how are we celebrating? It's been a long season. You finished on top. You got to be the last team standing. So what are you doing to celebrate? Um, heading to Richmond to do some recruiting. How about that? <laughs> no. <laughs> Richmond, the party capital of Virginia. I mean, hey, again, like I said at the beginning of this, I would rather go to Richmond and and go recruit uh, with national champion, you know, mm. hanging over the head. So I, it'll be fun. I'm looking forward to it. But no, I I am going to bolt to a local steakhouse, um, have a good ribeye, get on the couch, good. throw my phone into a river, um, <laughs> and, and we'll go from there. <laughs> Very nice. Well, thank you so much for spending some time with us today. Congratulations. We have had an absolute blast watching the team all season, and we're so glad this is the second time that you were able to come on. Thanks for giving us your time like tonight and before. And uh, yeah, we hope you enjoy that ribeye. Um, thank you. Thank Me- medium, medium rare. Oh, of course. Of course. Okay. Oh, perfect. Well, perfect. Cheese, like egg roll appetizer, Caesar salad. I already, the order is basically placed already. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Awesome. All, All right. right. Have a good dinner. Thank you guys so much. Bye. See ya. Well, second time well, best time. I, I hope the steak was good. I hope it was worth it. Um, I hope it was medium rare, as she said. Um, but, you know, what a, obviously so much has been said and written about Aaron, you know, over the last month, you know, roughly around the time they won the ACC championship. Uh, but, what a what a a winner! <laughs> I have a feeling this is not going to be the last time she holds that trophy up. And it better not be the last time she comes on pitch session because. Well, no, I mean she uh, she she texted me and wanted to know if we could change our our taping <laughs> schedule so she could be a regular, and I said no. I mean the schedule is what it is, and we're not going to change it for her. And I thought really it was a bit change much this to for ask. just anyone i mean come no. on i mean and and you know now maybe if the aaron madsen of basketball michael jordan asked us we would um but I, I just no we're not changing the schedule so unfortunately she will not be a regular because it 
that's just not an option. But we would be willing to have her as a guest if that's something that that uh, in the her. future, if it works in, with our schedule. That's exactly right. Uh, right. Speaking of the future, Kirsten, the season is over. Um, we have three national champions in three divisions, and what a year it was, both on the pitch <laughs> and with pitch session, pitch with a P. And um, on the pod. On the pod, pod with a P. So mm-hmm. we're not going to be done uh, we will pr- maybe do one next week. We are talking about that. We are going to try and do a show like a pod, like once a month during the off season. Um, we're going to maybe get some coaches and, or I guess I have to say student athletes, not players. Um, and, Believe we can not, say whatever we want, Andrew. We can go longer than we do. We actually use a filter and, and try and wrap it up. Um, but we may go really long with some people, 30, 45 minutes uh, uh, to talk. And so we're going to do that. Uh, the Olympics are coming in the summer. Um, again, we mentioned if anyone wants to send us to the Olympics, we will broadcast live. Um, you know, Paris is my kind of town. The French love me. We just need um, all expenses paid. Uh, you know what? I would settle for most expenses paid. I, if we go 80%, I'm in. 80%. I know I'm, that I'm we travel expensively. We do. I, uh, you know, I don't sit in the back of the airplane. I don't even know what goes on behind that curtain. Um, <laughs> but apparently there's seats back there. I've never seen them. Um, I always assume that's where they made the food. <laughs> I, I think $10,000 would get us to France, would get us two flights. Um, get us some tickets and, and, and some meals. You know, reasonable accommodations uh, during the Olympiad. A few croissants, a few, few uh, escargot. Sure. Yeah. You know, cover it. Mapel. Yeah. Okay. Oh, oui, oui. wee. Um, so, you know, we <laughs> are. Bonjour, monsieur. <laughs> but but uh, maybe we'll meet Emily in Paris. But if not, uh, we will still probably pod around the Olympics uh, when that comes around in July. Uh, and until then, probably next week and then maybe one other pod before uh, the holiday season. And then we'll be back in January. So, so here's what you do. Quite a season, Kirsten. It was quite a season. And here's what you do, pitch session followers. Um, at, turn your alerts on. If you go to Spotify, get a little alert to tell you when we have a new episode out. Here's the problem. With that. That, here's the problem. Oh, what? I, what? I, got, I got no time for alerts. Oh, well, you know, I mean, like, so just keep your ear to the ground, everyone. We'll tweet. We'll do our thing. But try and find yeah. us. It's going to be fun. And also, I would say, if you have if you have some thoughts about what we should talk about in the offseason, send them our way. Tell us. We're, 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 we have not yet lost the password to pitch session podcast at gmail.com. We have gotten some emails. We, we have. Would, what if we did a mailbag show here? Oh my God. I would love to do a mailbag show. So like send your thoughts in. I would love to do like, let tell us what's happening. And, and you know, in the off season, we're going to have some new hires. So we're going to talk to some new coaches, some people, in new positions. Uh, we got some awards coming out soon. So that'll be will fun to you, talk about. Will you uh, discuss the rumors that you're in play for some coaching jobs? I will not discuss those rumors. Okay. Um, I, I'm just I reading, can't disclose. I just can't disclose that information at this moment. Okay. At this time. Yeah. I respect that. Thank you. I try to keep it professional. So there it is. With a P. 
absolutely with a capital p all right all right andrew that's andrew andrew that's the season and can i tell so so we're recording this on a tuesday it'll be out for everybody people will listen on a wednesday hopefully and thursday maybe tuesday night if people are burning the midnight oil yeah some people might the um, turkey or the turducken as it were yes as it were so we are heading into thanksgiving and i want to know andrew what are you thankful for this this year well, I'm thankful for many things, um, but relevant to this discussion, I'm, of course, thankful for you, Kirsten, and thankful for Pitch Session. Um, and I'm I'm honestly very thankful for field hockey, something that teenage Andrew never thought he'd ever say. Um, <laughs> but, you know, when I first discovered this sport, it was 16 years ago, um, and it's it's changed a lot of my life and just about 99% of it for the good. So um, I'm, I'm thankful for those three things. We can talk about that 1% later. Um, yeah, we but. know what that is. <laughs> oh man. What am I thankful for? I mean, I think you, you put it right that like, there's a lot to be thankful for, but it, in relation to this podcast, I have so appreciated this opportunity. I was actually talking to Pam Buston before I interview last week and oh, i just said you know like drop. i know big name drop but i said like we <laughs> i've done a lot in hockey like i've been a student athlete Fire, i've been a coach, coach an umpire. umpire i worked for the i worked for the coaches association exactly and there's just like no opportunity to just like be a fangirl for this sport and I just want to like, I just love that we have an opportunity. I have that opportunity. Like it feels like such a gift to just, just lean in and like be excited and like lift up the people who are so awesome and a part of this community and just be pumped about it. Because I think those things exist for a lot of other sports and we don't have it, but we need it and we deserve it. Cause it's, it's just an incredible place and an incredible community and, and just like such an amazing sport that has given so much to me because it's not just what my experiences have been but like you know my mom played my aunt played my sister plays played in coaches and my mom has an incredible community of women who who she knows and loves because of field hockey so I'm just so glad that we just get to kind of like revel in how amazing that is and that's what I'm thankful for and I'm trying really hard not to cry because this has been a really special uh Special season, I think, for both of us. Happy and of course, I'm thankful for you. Of course, I'm thankful for you. I need everybody to know that, like, we've, Andrew and I have been talking about this for about five years. And it took Andrew telling me this season. We've been talking about this. I remember, yeah, since 2019, before COVID. We've been talking for a long time. And it took us sitting in uh, at Wrigley Field and you saying to me, you got to stop thinking about it and we just got to dive in and do it. And we did. And I'm so grateful. Yeah. Kirsten had all these planning documents. <laughs> and I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> we just, we're going to do it. We're just going to do it. We'll just wing it. It'll be great. So yeah. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Happy Thanksgiving, Gabby. Happy Thanksgiving, Andrew.